You're listening to another episode of the Small Business Saturdays podcast. Listen to them all at smallbusinesssaturdayspodcast.com. Welcome to Small Business Saturdays. Welcome to Small Business Saturdays. The Small Business Saturdays podcast. With your host and my husband. And my dad, Aaron Montgomery. Join the conversation. Let's talk some business. Good morning, good morning, good morning. My name is Aaron Montgomery, and you can find me at oursuccessgroup.com. Yes, Lewis, let's talk some business. We are just coming off of our 13-week series that we did about the fundamentals of business success. And hopefully that's all sinking in for everybody and been able to really take that and use bits and pieces to help just lift you to that next phase, to keep you moving forward and and use all those tools to be able to get to your idea of success. And we're going to talk about that actually some today because I thought, let's talk about determining the next step. We've hopefully install the fundamentals. We, <laughs> you know, we've started trying to implement those. And, and a lot of the things we're going to talk about today are a little bit crossover, but let's talk about those next steps. So that's really what I want to do for you guys today. And I'm looking forward to sharing that. And let's see what we can figure out here about what that next step is. So thank you guys for tuning in and listening. And I'd love to hear your comments, feedback, thoughts, where you're at, what's holding you back, what we could talk about here on Small Business Saturdays. All that stuff is really important. And it's about you guys and what you guys need to hear and would like to hear and learn. So please take action and provide feedback and reach out. You can do it in the comments here if you're catching out the live version or if you're catching the podcast version, feel free to hit me up on an email, success at our success group.com. So let's dive into what we're here to talk about today, determining that next step. Now, I've been just honored. I, that's the only word I can come up with, actually. <laughs> I've been thinking about that. Like, what do I say when I'm like, man, this has been so cool to have our success group and be able to work with these small businesses. And the only word I, that really kind of makes sense or, or truly kind of encompasses what I'm trying to say here is it's been an honor to work with lots of different small businesses. And the part of that honor is is the fact that themes start to show up, right? Patterns start to show up, things that are common amongst everybody where everybody thinks, oh my gosh, I'm the only one dealing with this because I'm blah, 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 right? Well, the reality is when we get deep down into it, everybody's dealing with about the same thing. It may be in different levels and places and, and the specifics might be different, but the core of it seems to be the same. And, and when people get stuck and, and when small businesses are struggling, the themes are our confusion, anxiety. And the other thing that I've really noticed a lot of is just paralysis, right? We, there's just so much. I don't know what to do. I'm overwhelmed, right? I'm confused. I have a lot of anxiety about what the next steps are. So there's paralyzed and they don't take action, right? And that's been one of the biggest things that I've noticed in, in the two years since we've started our success group is that the lack of action is actually what's hurting most people. And, you know, I, then I start to look around and I go, oh my gosh, okay. Well, I know that I can sometimes get a little confused and, and anxious and maybe even occasionally go, uh, stop, but I get myself in action, but I know why, right? It's, it's this information age that we live in, right? There's, there's all this, you know, 
I call it bro marketing. I heard that term and I've started using that. This is bro marketing. Yeah. You know, all over the place. There's, uh, I mean, go on Facebook and if you're at all talking about being a small business, you're going to be bombarded constantly with, oh, here's the next greatest sales funnel or 10x your sales. And, oh, you know, just grind yourself to death until you're dead, but you got a successful business, right? And and the ultimate event, show up at our ultimate event. This is our decorators industry ultimate event. And these are where the industry movers and shakers come, right? <laughs> All that stuff's happening. But how do you know what fancy guru-driven strategy to employ? How, how do you make that determination? And I've come to realize that much of this confusion is really just a lack of a good foundation and, and people wanting to kind of skip ahead to the making sales. Hey everyone, Aaron here real quick. Sorry for the brief interruption. If you are getting anything out of Small Business Saturdays, please head over to oursuccessgroup.com forward slash SBS. We're gonna send you some free resources and give you some more information about our success group and how we might be able to help your company even more. Thanks for tuning in. Now back to the podcast. And and I know a lot of people have, have kind of fallen into this business. Maybe they were doing something as a hobby and and then, you know, oh, I like that. I'd like to buy it, right? And that kind of thing. Or or just happen, right? Okay, I want to do this, but but you know, I went and bought equipment and and um, or maybe you're a graphic designer and and you know you you like the creative part, but you don't you know, I got to talk to a young lady yesterday that that was some of the challenges. she she's a d trained graphic designer, loves to create and design and and support her community and stuff like that. But the business stuff is just like, ah, way too much, right? So um, I get that. But no matter where you're at in your business, it's really never too late to go back and work on that foundation. In fact, I'd almost go so far. In fact, I will go so far and say that it's important to always go back and do some work on this as you can. So my strategy that I suggest, and we're going to talk about figuring out what strategies work for you, but my strategy that I suggest is to make sure that you dedicate 15% of your annual working time to working on the business, right? You might hear that, you know, we need to spend more time working on the business and in the business. But what does that really mean? Well, working on the business is building that foundation. It's having clear policies. It's having a business plan. It's thinking about the future of your business and stuff like that. And so we're going to get into what I believe are, are kind of the five areas that we should start with. What are the next steps? But let's talk about that, right? Let's talk a little bit about why it is that, um, you know, why are we lost, confused, overwhelmed and stuck? Right. I, I know I kind of alluded to a little bit of that where there's just so much coming at you. You've got all these experts and bro marketers and tribes and, and all these you know things that are coming at you every day. And I, I get that we're part of that, too. Our success group is trying to grab your attention as well and and say, hey, we'd like to help and support you as well. And and so how do we how do we understand? Right. We have to understand why something is before we can determine how to move forward. Right? And so, like I said, we can't log into Instagram or Facebook or whatever without seeing some expert. And in today's information age, the name of the game, the, the, the whole way that uh, places like Facebook and Instagram and stuff 
survive and, and thrive, really, you know, making billions of dollars by stealing people's attention. That's that's their whole job, because if they steal enough of your attention, they can serve up enough ads to you that they get paid. Right. So that's the name of the game when it comes to social media. And the way that people go about stealing your attention is these sensationalized headlines, these crazy promises, these outlandish kind of scenarios. And the reality of all those things are covered up by either fine print or just kind of leaving some of the details out. You know, like you actually have to do the work. You actually have to show up every day. You actually have to believe in yourself. Right? They forget that part because that's actually hard. They want to talk about the magic bullet uh, 10x strategy that they have for you or and I'm not picking on Grant Cardone. That's just one that stands out right now, right? He, he's fine and it, the, his strategy could work for you, but to just go, okay, that's gospel and move forward, that's the problem, right? I think you have to understand that you've got to do the work and, and most of the communication today is a kind of shallow exchange on social media or just consuming, right? We're just sitting in front of a screen consuming and that's just shallow. There's no depth to it because there's no understanding of both parties, right? I can share all I want about me and you can maybe get an understanding of me, but me and what I do make no impact on you until I actually understand you and what you do, right? So that's what we work on at our success group. How do we get into getting people to take action so we can get to know them better? And the people that are engaging, the people that are taking action, I get to know them better, right? I, I, and then I can help them better and then we can support each other better. And so anyhow, I, I go way down that rabbit hole. But because of these shallow exchanges and then the lack of action and the lack of willing to engage and participate, that kind of shows that people are just like not willing to actually invest in themselves, right? Invest our time into engagement, invest that risk of, you know, being vulnerable, uh, invest some, uh, some monetary value to get to be a part of something that is right for you, right? So with all of that shallowness, how can you discern what's going to work for your company and what only worked for someone else's specific situation? Because when you look at all of these quote unquote strategies out there, you can always, always, always find an opposite success story, right? You've got the people that have, you know, the Gary Vanderchuk types. And, and again, I'm not picking on any of these people specifically because yes, they do work and they've proven it right for them and, and people that are, are in that same mindset. But for every Gary Vanderchuk that's, you know, working, uh, every hour of every day and you got to outwork your, your person, you've got the person on the other side, who's the pajama marketing, right? Oh, you know, from your phone on your, um, in your pajamas, you can run a business part-time and, and, you know, outsource and, you know, and again, neither of these strategies are bad. Neither of these strategies are like misleading, but if you just go, <clears throat> okay, I'm going to get in one camp or the other without understanding who you are and what makes you tick, then they might not work. So let's look at some like bigger ones, right? So, um, you know, some people might say that uh, you have to really start off young and, and just really get after it, right? Because so, Mark Zuckerberg, he started at 19 years old and that's why he is where he's at. But 
for every Mark Zuckerberg, there's a Colonel Sanders who started at 65 years old and created the Kentucky Fried Chicken <laughs> craze, right? And, and became very successful in his own right. Yeah, so you've got that. Or you've got a company like Dollar Shave Club who is solely focused on social media. They can just completely swear by social media advertising and engaging, and it's all social media all the time, right? And, and so that's their strategy. But then on the flip side, there's a company uh, called Lush, and they avoid social media at all costs, right? They, they've stayed away from it, and yet they've become very successful. So you got, okay, social media, not social media, right? Um, or let's see, maybe you've got some, this might not be um, something that a lot of folks watching this might be concerned with right now, because you're not at that stage where you have employees yet. But if you do, right, you've got companies like, um, Basecamp, which is a very successful company in its own right. And they are like hardcore about making sure that their workers have flexibility. Like, do you want to come into an office? You've got a place where you can come. Do you want to work from home? Work from home. Do you want to work from the beach? Work from the beach, right? It's all about flexibility. It's all about just focusing on getting the work done. Whereas you've got other companies now, as the pandemic's starting to wind down in a lot of people's minds, that like Apple and Google, who are all talking about making sure they get all the employees back into the office. And, and there's that kind of struggle back and forth there, right? So, so you've got those two competing thoughts. Or, or maybe, again, talking a little bit about big companies and, and team members and stuff like that, but I just want to kind of show you guys the fact that there are always two very competing um, mindsets to follow, where you've got a company like Nike, who has historically almost ignored team members right it, it's like they they want they do the job and the leadership doesn't necessarily always listen to them that's kind of been the mo and yet i could you couldn't say that nike's not a successful company right <laughs> but then the flip side of that is you got a company like zappos who created a book and a culture based on every employee's opinion like the the team members were what mattered to them the most right so both successful so with all of that information, when we've got all of those different strategies flying at us all the time, and then you couple that with maybe a lack of true investment, and, and only you can decide this, but you have to go deep down and be honest with yourself. Are you really making the investment into your business that it deserves, right? Are you engaging? Are you spending the time? Are you um, working on it where, where you need to? And what ends up happening is because of all this stuff and lack of investment to help people really understand what your needs are, then you end up straddling the strategies, right? You're going to have a foot in both opposite suggestions that you run up against. And maybe uh, if you could add an extra foot or two, then you would put uh, some other feet kind of in the middle because you're hedging your bets, right? You're not, you're not sure, should I go this way or should I go this way? Maybe I should be more in the middle. And so I'm just going to try them all, try them all at the same time. I'm going to straddle it all. But the reality is it could be this or the other, and it could be some point in the middle, but only you can determine what strategy is right for you. And, and honestly, this was a, an area that stood out to Todd and I early on, and it became very important to us that we put into our mission and that we really clearly stated the fact that 
our goal is to get you to your idea of success, right? Because when we first started out, the, there was this $100,000 thing that that was kind of making the rounds and that was what a successful small business owner was, right? But what we realized really quickly, and, and this kind of showed out as we started working with folks is, if we say you have to create an empire, you have to make $100,000 or you have to have a storefront or even saying things like you're not anything until you're shooting for a million dollars, right? And and the reality is that's actually been said by people in our industry, these guru tribe folks, they've actually said stuff like that. Like that's the, what's required. But why? Why is that required? That would be what they think success is. That would be their idea of success. Would that make you happy? Maybe it would. Maybe a million dollars would make you happy and that's fine. And then maybe that person's right for you, right? So, so figuring that out. But this is why you have to invest into your business. You have to invest the time, the resources. You have to invest a little bit of risk by putting yourself out there and doing a little bit more. And then you have to invest in your foundation and really determine what success is for you. You are the only one who can, and honestly, you're the only one who should decide what is right for your business. You cannot straddle two strategies. You can't have your feet in both places at the same time. And, and this is something that people have known for a very, very long time, because there's actually an old proverb that <laughs> falls right into what this is talking about. And, and here's what it is. It says, chase two rabbits, catch neither, right? have your feet in both strategies, get nothing out of either. Chase two rabbits, get neither. So that's one of the first areas. That's why we get so confused is, is there's so much coming at us and then we're not real clear about what we are, what we need and what our idea of success is and we go from there. Now, another reason we might get lost or confused is we've got the blinders on, right? We, we don't look far enough ahead. We get confused as to what stage our business is in. You know, many folks that are listening into this or, or watching on the live version right now, you could be in the startup and growth stage. And in this startup and growth stage is where the effort needs to be a little more focused. And, and, and it's also, though, the same time where it's really hard to stick to our values as we're still unsure and we don't have enough clarity because we haven't had enough time to, to build into them yet. So, but when or where we're sticking to our values, this is most important because this is where things are being created. And as things are being created and set into motion, if you don't stick to your values, somebody else is going to determine what success is for you. Somebody else is going to determine what your business is all about. And so that's the reality of a startup is we actually have to stick to our guns and be more about our core values than than at any time in our business, because the further along we get, the more those are set and the less we have to focus on them because they're already in motion, right? But the, what happens to a lot of startups is we change our business on a dime because some person with a few dollars that wants to be our customer is yelling the loudest about what they want. But it is your business and sticking to your guns, especially in the early stages, is crucial even when you're not 100% sure, you have to listen to your gut, right? Because your gut's 100% sure, your subconscious is 100% sure. But 
you have to stick to your guns because you have to create what you want and not allow somebody else to create what they want from you, right? To steal your intentions, to steal your attention, all that stuff. So, you know, you need to be focused on a niche. You need to turn away customers who are going to ask you to turn your back on your values. And you need to believe in yourself more so you can attract the type of work and customers that will get you to your idea of success. So with those two things, that's some challenges, right? But we've got solutions. That's that's what we're all about. We we want some solutions, right? So so let's get into some of those solutions. And I want you guys, are you ready to move forward and determine your next step? And uh, let's see what we've got in the live comments here. Appreciate uh, everybody checking in. Good morning to everybody. And, and we got the weather reports. And uh, Chuck, I love this. This is a great way to put this. He says, success is what you deem it. Success is what you deem it. Awesome, Chuck. High five. And um, Chuck says you have to set attainable goals, right? Absolutely. These are these are goals that <clears throat> you can attain. Now, I will take that one step further, if you don't mind, Chuck, and, and mention this, that, yes, we do have to set attainable goals. But when we talk about attainable, what attainable actually means is believable, because anything we believe is possible and our our reasons are greater than our excuses is attainable, right? So we have to set believable goals and, and that, that really becomes the key. Attainable and believable, I think are, are interchangeable, but they actually mean different things. So I always like to say you have to set believable goals. So that's, that's great, Chuck. Thank you so much for sharing. Good, 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 good. All right, well, let's get to the solution. I was dragging my feet there a little bit just to make sure that we were ready. You know, I want you guys to be really ready for the solution here. And I guess I'll give it away. I've actually already shared it and, and actually continually push that message. It's a big part of what I talk about on the regular, and it is to build a good foundation and, and, and to have that successful business owner's mindset, right? We, we have to believe, like we just talked about, like Chuck was just mentioning, we have to extend our vision. We have to kind of look a little further ahead. We have to get the blinders off. We have to be able to look into the future further so that way we can see what we'd like it to finally be and not just always be dealing with the day-to-day minutiae right we have to define with clarity why your company exists right what what are the goals your company will achieve those attainable believable goals right what's the vision of how your company is going to achieve it what's what's the story what makes you unique that will attract the other like-minded potential customers or resources and who exactly your ideal customer is? That's the foundation, right? What's the vision? What are the goals? What's the story? What's the uh, unique value proposition that, that will bring you the customers and resources you need? And then who are those ideal customers? Who are the people that even if they're not the loudest, you want to be working with them, right? So, so who are those people? So let's break that down a little bit here first. Um, and, and let's define what your foundation is. And, and so I already listed them, but let's go a little bit deeper into these here. So first one, why your company exists, what you and your company are quote unquote made to do. And, and this is always important. The book Start With Why has always made a big impression on me. And, and I, I truly believe that that's kind of where it's at. And, you know, I know Start With Why talks about a lot of big companies and, you know, an Apple and, and 
Southwest and places like that, um, Southwest Airlines for, for those, <laughs> sorry, I wouldn't be more clear on that. Um, but I think it's even more important for small businesses because again, we've got so much coming at us. We have limited resources. So we get a little bit concerned about what do I do when, and, and all this other stuff. And when we have a very clear why, when we, we have that in place and we feel really confident in that, then that allows us to make decisions quicker and allows us to have more confidence in the decisions that we're making because it will align with why we're doing it, right? So most people, when I ask them why though, what happens is, oh, because I want to make money, right? I, I want to make money to support my family. Okay, well, keep asking why. Keep And, and I think that's the reason for me that, because why some people call it a mission, some people call it a purpose, some people call it your vision, right? But I always come back to why. And, and the reason I think I do that is when we get clear about what our why is, what our purpose is, then it's, it comes from the fact that we've asked why until we got down to the core, core, core piece of why it is that we do the things that we do. You know, why, why do we put up with the challenging customers? Why do we put up with the um, situations where stock is hard to come by, right? Why do we, you know, go through this each and every day to, to do this business? What is it that you're passionate about? And, and why is that, right? So yes, maybe it, on the surface, it's to make money and support your family. But there's lots of different ways that you could do that. You know, you could go and work for somebody and, and just put in your 40 hours. And as long as that job makes enough money to support your family, then you've achieved that why. So you got to go a little bit deeper. Why is it that you have this business? And maybe it is to be able to support your family, but there's deeper meaning to that. Maybe you need it to be on your own terms. Maybe you find the creativity that you get to participate in really fulfilling to you and that you can also at the same time support your community, your family, your, your whatever. Right. And so each time, so you say, okay, why to make money? Well, why do you want to make money uh, to support my family? Well, why do you want to support your family? Because it makes me feel fulfilled. Okay. Why does that make you feel fulfilled when you support your family from your business? because I feel that sense of significance and the impact that I can make, right? And just, just keep going down that why path until a spark's going to go off, right? You, you've got this passion. You've got this thing inside of you. Otherwise, you wouldn't have started a business. You would have just kept working only the day job and not even thought about this, right? But the day job's not checking the box for you. You know, I, I know lots of people that have quote unquote day jobs or just a job. And I was one of those people and we were making lots of money and we're in an industry that we loved, but yet we still weren't fulfilled. Right. And, and that's where the why actually shows up is, is underneath all of that. So that's the first area that we really want to get very clear on is, is why your company exists and, and, you know, what is it that you do? What is it that you're made to do? So that's number one. Secondly, we need to talk about getting uh, clear goals, but not only just like our immediate goals, you know, what am I doing this year? What am I working on? Right. Th those actually are more like milestones. 
what's your clear five year goals, right? In, in, if you're actually working on it every day, if you actually believe in what you're doing every day, a five-year time span should be enough to at least be able to see your ultimate vision of success, right? You should be able to physically see it at that point. Right? If you're working on it every day, if you're, you know, you can truly say that you believed in yourself every single day and doing that. So looking out five years is a great place to start. Again, maybe it's going to take you a little bit longer and none of that actually matters. Maybe it'll be a lot shorter. Maybe in two years, you'll be like, oh my God, look at this. And, and the reality is that that's what happens to most people is if they really have believed in themselves, set attainable, believable goals, and then work towards them each and every day. And, and that's a five-year goal. Wow. Right. But if you're not there in five years, that's where we have to then go back to what we talked about in the very first part of the fundamentals of business success and, and be honest with ourselves. Did we, you know, if we are in control of a, if we're hundred percent responsible for creating what we want to create, then did you do everything that you could do? Right. And more than likely, in fact, if you're not where you're supposed to be at, it's not more than likely. It's absolutely true that the answer is no, but not in a negative way. The answer is no in a, okay, you learn something. You can never go back from something that you learned. Nobody can take away anything that you learned, a bad experience, a, you know, whatever. There's always some learning in there. And so you can never go backwards from that. You've always gone forwards. And, and that's the great part. So if we're looking ahead far enough and we're setting those goals of how much and by when, five years from now, and then work our way back from there. Right? A lot of people go, okay, well, this year I want to shoot for $100,000. Okay, cool. But is that what you want to make every year? What's the ultimate goal? And then how does that look, right? So, so that's number two, get clear five-year goals. All right, number three is we need that vision of our business. And, and we need to just, again, what the ultimate success is. And yes, you're going to have some goals, but I want you to write the story, right? If you've ever been to a movie, <laughs> I say that jokingly because I'm pretty sure everybody's seen at least one movie. Uh, so any movie that really stood out to you, that really drew you in, that, you know, the two hours went by and you're like, whoa, what just happened, right? Well, that movie had a story. That movie had all the parts and pieces. There was a hero who had a struggle and then there was um, maybe a, a guide that showed up and helped them out. And, and then they overcame some adversity and then they finally achieved their idea of success, right? So the vision of your business is all about writing out that story. You're writing your own movie, right? You're the hero who's going to guide you, getting all those details as much as you can. And the great part about this is there's no right or wrong answer. There's only your answer. I can't tell you to work 120 hours a week or sit in your pajamas and, and use your phone, right? Neither of those things are a hundred percent true for you. It may be somewhere in the middle. It may even be off that course completely. So 
your vision is only your vision. So you want to write that like you're writing your own movie or, or maybe you're more of a book person. And so you want to look at it this way, you know, you're writing your companies and really in, in a lot of ways, your autobiography, right? So tell that story from day one here to five years from now, what's that look like and, and get real clear on that and, and spend some time with that. So that's number two. Number three is no i'm sorry that's number four <laughs> that was number three this is number four sorry i lost count there <laughs> all right number four is your unique value proposition right everyone has a special thing that they do and only they can do it so even if there are you know three other similar companies in your area each is unique in its own way because each person who started them is unique and each culture or values, whatever it is for you, right? You, if a lot of people that are solopreneurs like, well, my company doesn't have a culture. I don't have employees. You don't have to have employees to have a culture. Your culture is what your potential customers see you as, right? So what, what makes you unique? What are your values? What do you stand for? What do you say, this is what I'm going to be. And, and if you don't like it, then that's okay. As make you a bad person, as me make me a bad person, we're just not meant to be, and that's okay, right? So, what are your cultures? What are your values? And then, so your unique value proposition comes from that. It comes from the fact that you are a unique person. So, like I said, there could be three, there could be five companies that let's let's say there's five companies in your area that only do embroidery, and you're one of them. Okay. So you're, I, I'm just not unique. I've, I've got all this competition and nope, because here's the deal. There's five companies in your area that only do embroidery, but there's only one company in your area that have you running that company, right? So that's what makes you unique and then figure out what those actual things are that matter to the customer. So that's your unique value proposition. And, and that's just a big fancy way of saying, why do people buy from you? Why should people buy from you, right? So if you're still creating that, why should people buy from you? So that's number four. And then number five here, who are your ideal customers, right? This is the niche that you're going to focus on. This is the niche that you're going to serve and that you're going to become the expert in if you're not already and you're most likely are already, you just haven't admitted it yet. So it's that space that you can talk about for hours. It's that thing that you can talk about for hours on end without even noticing it. It's the place where you light up when you're involved with them or, or that niche, you know? So for me, it's that startup small business, right? That, that, that's where, as you can tell, once a week I talk for, oh, we're 35 minutes in now. It could go an hour, could be <laughs> right every week at least. And, and this is just on Saturdays, right? <laughs> the rest of the week, Check, check me out on Volley. <laughs> I share all the time over there. So it's it's that space. That's the ideal customer. And in fact, it goes so far that it even gets, uh, interfere is not the right word, but, but I get carried away even around my family. So let me tell you a quick story here. Um, Lewis has got a project in, in his JET program, which is uh, kind of a program that he gets to be a part of um, because of the work that he's done. And um, with within this program, they're doing this project where they're all supposed to create food trucks and and kind of build this food truck business, so to speak. And and 
yes, it's not quite building a full business, but Lewis is in this point where he's needing to create his menu and get all of his costs together and then price each of the menu items for his food truck. Right. And so, um, obviously that's an area where pricing and, and costing and things like that, that's obviously a big part of what we do here at our success group. You know, our five keys of growing and launching is, is that's the first area, know your numbers. Right. And then the second area pricing for profit. So, you know, talk about a passion area of mine. <laughs> so we started talking about it and then all of a sudden my, I don't know, I lit up, right? I wanted to talk more about it. And I'm like, okay, well, what, how much is it going to cost you to have your truck and what's your expenses and what about marketing? And, you know, this poor 10 year old is going, uh, I, I don't know. I'm just supposed to price these things out. And, uh, I, yeah. so I totally freaked him out. <laughs> we had to reach out to his teacher to make sure we understood the, the assignment. We get back from the teacher. No, we're just supposed to be doing this. And so I said, I'm all right, I'm sorry. <laughs> I got excited because that's where I light up. Right. So when you're actually ready to make that food truck happen, Lou, then that's when you become my ideal customer. Right. So, so that's what it is for you though. Where, where are those spaces where you just get carried away? Right. That's your ideal customer. That's your niche. And, and, and all of that comes from the very first one. Why? Right. My why, right. My mission is to empower business owners to achieve their idea of success is to provide the resources that empowers business owners to their idea of success. That's what lights me up. So that's my why. All right. So there, there you go. There's the five steps. Now, once you have that foundation defined, now you're able to make decisions more quickly. You're able to determine what strategy is going to work for you. And you're not straddling strategies because your values show up in all of this. And so, you know, if one of your values is to uh, have 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 this balance in this community, right? Then hustling and grinding yourself to death, working all the time, is probably not the right strategy for you. And and so now you're able to stick to your values because they're clearly defined. Your unique value proposition, why people should buy from you, it has nothing to do with them, and everything to do with you. Those are your values. So now you can stick to them, right? All right. So with all that being said, I do have some other questions for you guys here. And uh, if you're listening in live or if you're catching us on the podcast version, I still have the same questions for everybody here. I want to know who has clarity on these five areas. Who feels really clear about that? And I want you to be really honest with yourself that you don't even have to answer this out loud if you don't want, you know, if you have it, just, you want to take a moment and stop and, and be honest with yourself, right? So who has clarity on these five?